mindfulness mode 390. That's something that we definitely need to do is like literally stand up, take notice and take action. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness right here on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Lankford. So good to have you here on the show. And if you have a chance and you enjoy the show, please, please subscribe and, and you know even leave a review. And five-star reviews are always welcome. We really appreciate all of your positive reviews on the show and you probably are here because you care about being focused you care about mindfulness you want to become more grounded well i have recorded another new meditation not too long ago and it's about awakening with focus it's about getting started in the morning so many of my uh, listeners emailed me and said could you record a meditation that will just help me be alert in the morning so I don't even need caffeine I don't even need coffee so I've recorded this one awaken with focus about being alert it's about feeling invigorated fresh and dynamic for the day it's all about bringing out your vibrancy so you can feed those around you and be the energetic person you desire to be. You can download this free guided meditation at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash awaken with focus. Awaken with focus. Today, Mindful Tribe, I'm featuring a filmmaker and he's a very accomplished filmmaker indeed. And he has worked in an area of film called transmedia, which you're going to find out what this means and what his thoughts are in the name transmedia. And we're going to be talking about his new project, which is called Billboard. So sit back, relax, and check out today's episode with Zeke. Hey, Mindful Tribe, this is going to be a fun interview. I have filmmaker Zeke Zelker here with me today. Hey, Zeke, are you in mindfulness mode? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think we're going to have a few laughs. This is going to be fun. Hey, uh, I just want to share a little bit about you, Zeke, with our listeners. Zeke Zelker is a filmmaker, entrepreneur, and a pioneer of transmedia, which is storytelling through multiple platforms to get different sides of the story. So we'll talk more about that in the interview. He's released several critically acclaimed projects, and he even produced, get this the first transmedia project at Sundance Film Festival so that's super cool he spent his time making films in his hometown of the Lehigh Valley near Allentown Pennsylvania for the last 20 years his latest project billboard is a full-length film a mini web series a mobile app and a virtual radio station to which music artists from all over the world submit their music so a lot of cool things to talk about, Zeke, but what does mindfulness mean to you? What's it all about in your life? Sure. So mindfulness to me um, means being aware, I think more than anything else, uh, and kind of being present. Um, as a creative, you sometimes get very, very stuck in your own head, um, and my eyes can show it. And so it's interesting that um, the idea of trying to bring mindfulness to my to my own world and to my life is a matter of trying to step outside of my surroundings and become more and more aware of the little things, you know, natural things, you know, in, in nature, um, you know, the mechanics behind something just to find fascination 
in something that gets me away from what I'm currently working on. Like almost like a, like a, like a, like a respite of my, uh, from my creativity for the most part. Well, I'm fascinated to learn about what you're currently working on. It's a project called Billboard. Can you tell us more about it from your perspective? Oh, absolutely. Sure. So Billboard um, is a, it's a lot of things. It is a feature film where the feature film focuses on a radio station um, that is struggling to succeed. Uh, they pull out the oldest track in radio, uh, which is the Wacky Radio Contest. And so they decide to host a billboard sitting contest where four people live on a catwalk in front of a billboard to one survives or remains, I should say, uh, to win a mobile home in $960,000. So the film focuses solely on the radio station and the DJs and such and the owner of the radio station. And then we created a 25 episode web series uh, that focuses on the four people living on the billboard from a, a live feed. Uh, so those uh, the web series will start being released on February 1st. Uh, the feature okay. film will be released on uh, April 5th. Um, and so we're telling two sides of the same story because a lot oftentimes, especially in today's day and world, uh, people talk at you and not necessarily with you. And so what we were trying to do was to literally create something where you get two different perspectives so you can basically have a more educated idea of what is truth from fiction. Right, I see. And so um, it sounds like you've got the feature film finished. It's just going to be released in April. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually did a couple of sneak previews around the state uh, in the month of November uh, of Pennsylvania, uh, just so we could learn from our audience. And also, too, is because we made it in PA, and I'm very, very conscious of trying to do as much as I can in my home state. Um, and so, um, you know, we did these sneak previews, got some great reviews and things, and are really excited to, to share it nationally. And so tell me about the first film project you ever did. What was it like? Oh, my gosh. Um, my first feature film I did was a film called Affairs. Uh -huh. um, I started my production company by refinancing my Jeep, the only asset that I owned at the time. Okay. So I got $12,000 for it, and I started my production company. Uh, and that feature film we shot over the course of three weekends, shot it in six days. Uh, it looked like it. Um, it, 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 you know, it, uh, it ended up doing well, uh, surprisingly well. I think so I just forced it to be successful. Um, and it got me recognized by uh, Sundance. I was invited to the Sundance Producers Conference, and that's what basically put me on, on the track to uh, do more things with Sundance. Oh, very cool. So that, so your very first film went to Sundance. No, no, it didn't go to Sundance. Uh, see, what ended up happening was I distributed it myself and made a considerable amount of money on it, which is very unusual for filmmakers to be able to do. And right. because of that, um, that's what basically put me on the radar. And, and that's why I was eventually, you know, invited to, you know, we had, I had one feature film, Loggerheads, that I produced uh, that was there. And then also Pandemic uh, with, um, that I produced was the first transmedia project there a couple of years ago. Well, I've talked to quite a few photographers, filmmakers, people in the arts, and they tell me that mindfulness plays a big role in how they're able to put everything together and really truly get focused. What kind of role does mindfulness play for you? It's interesting. Is, is um, I am a um, I'm a writer, director, producer. Uh, oftentimes, I'll produce other people's work, but I'll generally direct things that I write. Um, and so it's interesting is because coming at a thing from both a business perspective and also a creative perspective, um, it's a challenge. It's a very, very big challenge to the point that I need to be really, really sharp to be able to do those things. And so what I'll end up doing is I'll do things for other people on set. 
Uh, I'm probably one of the few filmmakers that actually makes breakfast for their entire crew. Uh, <laughs> just because like literally it puts me in a headspace that I'm doing something for other people. They see that I'm the first one there. I'm doing something uh, to show my, my, my care and gratitude towards them. But the more important thing is, it's like when you're sitting there chopping things and getting things together, you know, you kind of, um, it's a systematic kind of idea. And it's a matter of like, you kind of find into, fall into like the Zen moment of, of, of appreciation of having raw ingredients and then, you know, making them up into something that, you know, is edible. Um, and so that's kind of like where I start. And then in the course of the day, I basically step away from everybody. Um, I just have to, uh, or else I'll get even more and more wound up. And I will literally take my own, um, my, I just literally have to walk away from everything. And sometimes people think that I'm upset or anything along those lines, which is not the case whatsoever. It just is a matter of, because, because in film, you're not only thinking about what is present, but you're also have to think ahead. Uh, and generally three or four steps ahead for that matter. And so that's the challenge is that if you don't take um, mental breaks, you will break down. And that's a big thing. And so it's a matter of like literally keeping your your, um, your mind together. And the only way to be able to do that is to literally take a break from it. So do you meditate or do you have any form of meditation in your life? You know, I've tried to meditate and I've not been able to do it. Uh, my mind starts to drift. Um, and it's something that I definitely need to work on. I was very, very lucky uh, where I ended up spending six days with the Dalai Lama. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, which is completely insane. I did. A, I worked with the Lehigh University while I was here and ended up, because uh, I had top secret clearance from the Marine Corps, so I ended up being able to spend you know, quite a bit of time with him. And it was very interesting. Is um, So when he did these teachings at Lehigh, it was literally on the art of mindfulness. Um, and so right. I got a lot out of it, although when you're shooting something, you're not paying complete attention to it. Right. Uh, but then he would ask me questions afterwards, and, and those are the questions that literally put me into that kind of like mind frame. Um, and it was very fascinating. And um, and so realizing how present he always was, for six days he was completely present, which was just like, I, I don't know how. I really don't. Um, and it was an honor to be able to do that. And then actually I met a lot of his monks as well and, and how calming and cool they all were. Uh, and met some of the most, you know, world-renowned Tibetan scholars, uh, uh, Bob uh, uh, Thurman from Columbia. And it just is just fascinating. And so this whole idea of mindfulness has always been very present um, because my mom's also a theologian. My mom's a minister. And so the idea of prayer uh, has always been a part of my life. Um, but the weird thing about prayer is oftentimes it's very self-centered um, mm -hmm. and things which I sometimes have a hard time with because I'm not really I do things because I love to do them. It's not because it's about me. Um, and, um, and so the interesting thing with like Western prayer is it seems like it's always a matter of eyes and not a matter of we's or, or they's. Uh, and that's a challenge where I have sometimes in prayer and meditation that I, I want to try and get away from myself. Um, and I have a hard time doing that based off of what I know. I see you know, what my, what my background is. Do you follow a certain religion, a certain religious path? Um, you know, it's funny. I studied religion pretty profoundly. Um, I ended up, um, my mom was a minister. I had a lot of death in my life, my freshman year of high school, like the tremendous amount of death. And, um, 
I ended up doing, doing missionary work in Honduras, um, and then I tried to figure out what I believed in. So like anybody else, I decided to travel to the Middle East. I lived in Jerusalem, studied at, uh, at uh, an Orthodox yeshiva. I studied with uh, Jesuit priests, and I studied with um, Muslim clerics. Uh, just literally to figure out what I believed in and start to study the foundations of Christianity and the translation challenges and so forth. And then once I got back from there, I started to learn more about Buddhism and, and the appreciation of it. Uh, and so, like, I believe in God. Um, I believe um, that Jesus existed. I'm not exactly certain of whether or not I believe he is the Messiah. Um, and much to my mother's dismay, I would imagine, but I'm being very honest about all this stuff. Um, but it's interesting a matter of like all the different religions, there's always the idea of, the, of a higher power. Uh, and so I very much believe in it um, and so forth. It's just a matter of whether or not it's been, you know, incarnated on earth. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I just have a hard time with it. Right. I see. Have, so I'm constantly have, learning. I'm still learning. Well, and aren't we all? That's, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we truly are. Tell me about a typical day in your life when you were eight years old. Was there any foreshadowing that you would be a filmmaker? When I was eight years old, I was fascinated with soccer already. Um, when I was eight, what, what grade are you in? Second grade? Um, yes. I was a very, very active kid, extremely active kid. Um, and um, sometimes too smart for my own good, which would get me into trouble. But then I was always able to tell stories to get myself out of it. And I think that's where my storytelling started, was trying to get myself out of trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so um, an interesting thing about it, too, was uh, when I was eight, we moved back to we moved to the Lehigh Valley, where my mom's originally from. And I would walk around Dorney Park, uh, which is a amusement park my great grandfather founded with my grandfather. And an amusement park was my playground as a kid. Uh, we, uh-huh. I would crawl, I would climb up um, roller coaster trestles with my grandfather, and I'd slide down on my rear ends like a like a hundred and ten foot slide, uh, and things. And so that actually got me very cu- uh, curious of how things worked, uh, why certain things are done, and things. And so, like, I would say that I was extremely, extremely curious as well. Um, and that's where I was at eight, at the at the age of eight, you know, trying to get out of trouble. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and being very curious and extremely active. So you must work with a lot of other people in your films. Do you outsource quite a bit? What are the things that you do and what are the things that you outsource? Um, I have a very, very small committed team. Um, and we, uh, for Billboard, for instance, we shot probably about 40% of the film with just three people, myself and, and two other people. Uh, the other part, we had like a team of, uh, for the feature film, we had uh, about 28 people, I believe it was. For the web series, uh, it was around 22. Um, and so, you know, I generally, you know, like I direct, um, and I'm also the producer on all these things too, but then I have a team of people that work with me as well. Um, I have found as I've gotten older that I can't do everything, um, especially to the ability that I want it to be done. Um, it just There's just not enough time to be able to master all these different things. Uh, so I generally don't edit much anymore, although I can edit. Um, and, you know, the problem with, well, it's not a problem. It just is one of the things I end up doing is everything has to pass through me, though, because I am the director and producer. So I'm mm-hmm. the one that ends up having the ultimate decision in the end. Uh, so all books stop with me and I take full responsibility. Right. And uh, I know you mentioned uh, before we went live that you use non-traditional forms of mindfulness. Are there forms of mindfulness you use to make these teams mesh so that you can work with everybody effectively? 
Uh, it's funny because I do. Um, I go for a, um, a lot of walks um, with my dog, Charlie. Uh, we go to fields and things and let him run. And, and, and I think, um, and um, I also find mindfulness and kind of like the idea of, of being able to figure things out by doing something that is repetitive. Uh, whether like, for instance, I trained for a marathon um, last year, um, which was insane. Um, but I did it, thank God. Uh, but it's just like not necessarily kind of physical repetitive motions, but like literally something that like, for instance, stuffing envelopes. Um, it sounds crazy, but but also, too, it's a matter of of um, doing things continuously for a given amount of time puts you in a mental state that you can actually not only do the task at hand, but then also be able to think about things on, on a higher level. Uh, to try and get people to work together is sometimes very, very challenging, especially under the intensity of filmmaking. Um, and I basically have a no BS rule. Uh, and I also too, it's like, I will call people out and I want them to call me out as well. Um, just because like, you know, what we do just costs so much bloody money because there's so many people involved that you really need to take responsibility. Like a couple things that I insist upon on my sets is people being on time, respecting others. I also end up always having a lot of females on my sets as well because I generally found that if there's females on set, males actually act better. <laughs> well, let's talk about like that. Let's talk about the female energy and the male energy because that's obviously important to you. Oh, it is. It is. And, and, and I'm very happily married. My wife is, is a rock star. Um, and she balances me out like you would not believe. And that's the interesting thing about having females on set as well is that it balances out the, the like how do I explain it? Um, women often bring um, more care into things and are a little bit more deliberate than most men are. Uh, men, I find, um, take on a task, sometimes an unsurmountable task that they, that they feel that they need to achieve. And where women literally, like I found, like take on things systematically uh, and kind of like, you know, go through the steps of things where men will just try and jump up all the steps and try and get to the top. Uh, and so that's the interesting thing about creating with women as well is that it's, it's, I'm not saying it slows me down. It makes me more mindful, quite honestly, right. a matter right. of how I'm creating. And, and I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or that's actually a really interesting take on what we're creating, uh, maybe trying something else. And also too, is I found that I'm more willing to try different things that if I have a woman's perspective within the mix, that if it's just a completely masculine perspective. Right. Yeah. I like that. I think that that feminine energy can make me more accountable. Otherwise I can just be kind of crazily going along in my own merry way. But yeah, I, I think that, that, that feminine energy is, is welcome certainly in my life too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so how do you feel about uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the iWatch, do you have an iWatch by any chance? No, I don't. Okay, I have an iWatch. Every so, every once in a while, it'll tell me to breathe, right? Okay. Like, literally, it'll it'll vibrate. It's doing it right now, uh, and it's it, it's funny because like all of a sudden, it, you know, it tells me to breathe, and when I'm in the fury of things, I get frustrated by that. But then when I'm like like by myself, which I am right now, I, I it's like kind of like okay, it kind of like brings you to a certain space. Um, and it's funny because like it's now it's even technology is trying to make us become more mindful than than just us reading, you know, scripture or reading something else, you know, so pretty neat. 
Yeah, I think it's very neat. And I'm working on Wim Hof breathing right now, which is a breathing method that really helps you get some deep breathing in and, and helps you feel more grounded and more centered. So, yeah, I totally think that's an awesome thing that that can help us be more mindful with that that breathing. Now, I want to talk to you about bullying because I always ask a question about that. Uh, whether you've ever been bullied or whether you ever bullied anyone else, do you have a story about bullying where mindfulness maybe would have made a difference um growing up uh we did not have um economic means um and so we didn't we couldn't afford like the greatest trends and everything else and being the person that i am i decided that i was going to do all my shopping at thrift stores then and i became basically a hardcore punker you know mohawks and everything else yep. and um but I was always like, I've never was like ultraly aggressive um, and so forth. But the interesting thing about it was, so I definitely looked different than everybody else intentionally. Was I ever bullied? No. Um, but the interesting thing about it was, because I was also a big kid. Um, I stopped growing in seventh grade. So I was, uh, I was you know, just a monster. And, and um, but I would always protect other people that got picked on. I got into I got into more fights by protecting people than ever myself, um, and it's interesting. It's just because like like quite honestly, even in today's political climate, like I just have no tolerance for for it. I really don't. Um, and um, you know, in the Marine Corps, we didn't have much of it and anything along those lines. Um, but I just I can't stand the idea of bullying. It, it's it's like it's 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 somebody's own insecurity trying to push their in, insecurities onto somebody else. And so I just don't have time for it. Um, and I literally will, will, will protect other people for it as well. And I've got scars on my face to prove it. Um, but it's interesting is that in the idea of breathing or the, the idea of trying to not get into that situation, I've always felt that I had to. Um, that there was like, I remember this one kid, Matt Heck, um, he was just, he was, he was mentally challenged and slow and looked very different than everybody else and he'd get picked on. And I got into more fights protecting Matt than I think anybody else. Um, and um, it's just a matter of because they could pick on him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, I, I couldn't help but get involved. And, and that is my own problem, mind you. Uh, but at the same time, I just can't stand to see other people get hurt. I, I think it comes back to where my biological father would, would, would beat my mom. And I think that's probably where it really comes from is that I was too little to be able to protect her at the time. Um, and that I just, you know, have that kind of like bell that goes off in my head that I have to I have to do something. So it's probably not what you're expecting. But. <laughs> well, no, I'm the same way. I can't stand when I see other people being bullied. I think somebody should stand up yeah. for the situation, do something about it. And uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen, but yeah. it, it, it definitely needs to happen. Yeah, people become too passive. Um, and that's yes. the thing is it's like, oh, like, well, it's not my problem. Oh, us as humans, we have a lot of, you know, communal problems that we actually have to address together. And I think that's something that we definitely need to do is like literally stand up, take notice and take action. Speaking of taking action and getting involved, I want to go back to your billboard project for a second. And I know that with your virtual radio station, you're getting people, music artists from all over the world to submit their music. Now, how do you make that happen? How do you get the word out there and how do you get people motivated to to do that? Uh, it's interesting. It's because we don't, it's not about us. Uh, 
bands basically have found it. Uh, we did a little bit of stuff on social media, some posts and things like that, but nothing paid. So bands literally have found what we're doing. Uh, and it's also a lot of word of mouth as well. And it's interesting is because how we built the entire site was literally about the bands. So how we how the whole site works is if a band wants to submit music to us, we aggregate the social media to actually build their profile. Um, and then once we do that, then that basically means it pings all of our stuff and everything else. And so what then, as often as the bands promote themselves, is how frequently they'll actually play on our playlist. And so it's all about bands um, empowering them to promote themselves, and then we spend money and things to be able to promote them as well. And it's just a matter of like giving back, and it's a matter of giving people the opportunity to be heard. Um, and it's funny, um, that's one way how we ended up being connected is one gentleman, Wes, actually submitted music to us, and, and that's how right. our relationship started. And it's just fascinating because like um, I found that you gain more traction when you do things for other people and that you uh, do things community-oriented than me-oriented. Um, and mind you, this is part of my project. All the bands had the opportunity then to be able to be selected for the to be in the soundtrack for the film and web series uh, upon which we pay them to do so. Uh, we host live events. We we hold um, contests for them to win, you know, um, uh, gear, um, uh, like gear and and different sorts of promotional items and things. But it's funny because like there's over a thousand bands on it from around the world. We're in 22 countries and 49 states. South Dakota is the only holdout in the United States. Uh, and, uh-huh. and, 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 and for some reason, we're extremely popular in Malta and in Rome. Don't know why. Oh, cool. <laughs> and how do we access that? How do we find that online? Sure. So it's at uh, WTYT960.com. And then that radio station is also the radio station that takes life in the billboard um, in terms of uh, the movie and also in the web series. So WTYT960 is what the film and, and the whole story is based around. WTYT960.com. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah, Mindful Tribe, check it out because that is a cool place to visit. No doubt about it. WTYT960.com. As we move forward in the interview, Zeke, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this. Who is one person who has who has influenced mindfulness in your life, a sense of being grounded? My mother, by far, definitely my mother. Uh, she not only grounded me, but like literally it's my mother in terms of, um, the whole idea of spirituality and things. Very cool. And yeah, you mentioned your mother is a minister. So yeah. yeah, that, that makes sense too. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Zeke? Stabilize them. You know, the idea of, 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 um, I, I'm a very passionate person and the idea of taking a breath and kind of like taking a step back has made me um, not do things that I necessarily would regret. Uh, and that's kind of like where it would be is like literally stepping out of the situation. Well, we talked about your your watch and your breathing and so on. And my next question is about breathing and how is breathing a part of your mindfulness? Can you sum it up even though you've already touched on it? Um, yeah, so it's interesting is I also have sleep apnea where I stop breathing in the middle of the night. And so I gasp for air and everything else and I wake myself up and, and, and so forth. So breathing is a very big part of my life. Obviously, we wouldn't be alive without it. But I will literally take um, every once in a while throughout the day, I'll take a moment to like literally just like 
deep breathe in, you know, slow breathe out. Um, and I had, you know, taken yoga on, on occasion as well that actually helped me with that as, as well. And um, it's just a matter of taking that time to be able to do it. Sometimes I get too wound up and I don't do it. And then I suffer the consequences of it. If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be? Um, I'd probably have to say uh, the Dalai Lama is the pursuit of happiness. Because uh-huh. the interesting thing, a matter of, of a lot of things of where people, where people find pleasure and happiness is more so of being present and being mindful of the little things. Um, and that's the big thing is a matter of like, you don't have to think about things on, you know, a thousand mile view. You could literally look at them on the microscopic view and find great, great, um, you know, pleasure and mindfulness in that. Um, and just the beauty of it all. Uh, that that's kind of like where I find it. It's kind of more so in the minutia than in, in, in the grand scale. Right. Uh, can you share an app which helps you with mindfulness? Oh my gosh. I don't really have an app for that. (laughs) 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 Uh, you know, I do have the Bible on my, on my, on my phone. Um, and so I do read that periodically. Uh, and my mother and my wife, um, had got me a, uh, um, a thing for uh, Christmas, uh, Rising Grind, which is a daily kind of goal setting thing, kind of putting you in the right headspace in the mornings. And honestly, at first I was put off by it. Like, why, why, why do I need this? Why are you giving me this? You know, it's something else I have to do. But yeah. I, and, and I've kind of like grown to the idea of it that I need to start my day off in, in, in a certain mindset instead of, instead of uh, racing to get to the studio and get more work done. Right. And so forth. So that's going to be, so I'm excited about that. So, but that's not really an app. It's actually going to be through Facebook and so forth. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Well, I'm very excited about Billboard and what you've told us about it is, is very cool. So besides WYT960.com, is there any place else we should visit to learn more about what you do? Sure. Absolutely. So it's a uh, billboardmovie.com. Um, and also like you can follow it on social media at billboard movie and also WTYT 960, um, across all social media. And then mine is Zeke Zelker. Um, and I've been actually trying to write a lot more lately. So I started, uh, uh, like blogging on medium as well as on, uh, on LinkedIn and so forth as well. Uh, so is it zeekzelker.com? That's your website? It is, but actually it's down right now. I'm having a bit of a challenge with GoDaddy right now. We don't know what's going on. Uh, they changed the okay. API in the back end of the uh, WordPress site. So it's literally down and, and we can't figure out how to fix it. So I'm going to have to rebuild it. Uh, but yeah, if, if people look for Zeke Zelker, they'll be able to find all the crazy things that I, that I write about and things. So it's funny. I, I find it's interesting. I'm a writer and I write almost every day. And that's where I really kind of also um, bring like a center to my life as well. It's a matter of the idea of, of taking the time to literally put your thoughts together on paper. Uh, sometimes I share them, oftentimes I don't. Uh, and that's a, that's a big exercise as well that I do. And um, just trying to be aware. And do you write this in a blog? Do you sometimes collect your writings there? I do. Um, and then I also, like, I have a number of different journals that I have. Um, and the reason that I have a number of different ones, one is more so towards business sides of things, and other one's more so towards what I'm writing next. Uh, sometimes it's poetry. Uh, sometimes it's all these different sorts of, of, of ways of communication. Um, but I found that oftentimes that I had to find um, my own inner peace with a lot of this stuff that I ended up having to go through. Um, and, um, you know, being able to be centered and, and, and be mindful and being present was the most important thing. 
Right. Well, yeah, I find the same. I, I find that writing can really help me with that. And sometimes I put it off. And then, uh, then when I do get back into it, I think, okay, why did I put this off? Right, right, right. Well, it's, it's funny because it's time. Everybody says, you know, the time to do things. And, yeah. and that's our biggest challenge is us as human beings is we're limited by time. And, and we try and jam as much stuff as we can. Uh, is it the right stuff? Not necessarily all the time, uh, but it's a matter of being aware of what is the most important things. And my most important thing in my world is my, is my family. Um, and uh, my creation and everything else comes second to that. Um, so do you have children? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I married a woman with three girls. Um, they're all older. They're all uh, two in college, one in high school. And um, it's been it's just been awesome. It, it's been a completely change of life. And um, but I'm, I'm surrounded by estrogen, <laughs> you know, 12 hours out of the day, at least. But, but I love it, you know, and I really do. And, and they're awesome ladies, um, you know, and we try and instill the right thing in them of taking time and, and, and uh, you know, thinking through things, not just rushing to judgment. Um, and when you do judge something, look about look at it from a 180 degree you know, what is the reverse of that judgment? So do you find that your family feeds your creative spirit? Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know if it feeds my creative spirit because I'm innately creative. I think it actually, what they do is they bring me, they, they ground me into something real and something very tangible because what I, I create in, 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 in I create story worlds, you know, that where I could exist for hours and, and never, come back to earth, you know, and, and they very much center me instead of, um, fuel, I would say it's kind of actually the complete opposite. And I'm not, and that's not a negative thing by any means. Cause I definitely need that in my life. Um, but they definitely more so ground me. I mean, yeah, there's little things my wife will do or my girls will do that, that, that obviously make it into my creative things, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not necessarily the fuel behind it. I think my own internal uh, passion and, and, and drive to, tell stories is what really uh, drives me on that stuff. Well, Zeke, your passion really comes across. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's so much fun to talk to you. And yeah. uh, Mindful Tribe, just check out these websites we've talked about. Billboard Movie. I, is that BillboardMovie.com? It is BillboardMovie.com. That's what I see. Yeah, and also, too, is anybody has any questions about this stuff? I'm pretty candid about things. Obviously, I've already shared a lot yeah. with you all than, than I think I have with most people. Uh, so I, I appreciate the opportunity and things, but don't be afraid to ask me any questions on social media because I will literally tell you the way it is, you know, and, and things. So, for sure, yeah. Well, that's great. We'll reach out to you. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Zeke. Thank you so much, Bruce. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All the best to you. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. And remember what I mentioned at the top of the show, awaken with focus a 12-minute meditation just for you, recorded by me. You can be alert, focused after waking. 
that's what it's all about. Feel invigorated, fresh, and dynamic. Let your vibrancy feed those around you. Download this meditation to help you get going in the morning at mindfulnessmode.com slash awaken with focus. So remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep Mindfulness Mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.